you always want to do what's best for the customer. Like when you're brainstorming, thinking of different paths, things can go down. Try to think about like what is best, absolutely best for your customer. See if that's possible. And if it is, go through. If it's not exactly possible, make a tweak to make it as close as possible to that, that reality. Mike check. I'm good. Mike check. Mike check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth is the Online Hustlers Podcast with your host, Esteban Andrade. Every day I'm hustling. What's going on, everyone that is in this episode of the Online Hustlers Podcast? If you're watching us here in YouTube, I want you guys to hit that uh, subscribe button and that like. You're going to help the algorithm real well. This episode, it's ultra special because we not always bring in someone that has built tech within this industry. Uh, most of them are bringing to providing services to homeowners and providing services to cash buyers. Uh, so today we have someone that has actually been thinking outside the box with the company that he's partnered with and uh, helping other real estate investors and wholesalers uh, do what they do best, which is close deals, get money in the table or flip, um, get to buy and holds, Airbnbs. Uh, and they do that by utilizing a piece of technology that will definitely blow your mind if you haven't thought about how you can increase the probability of you turning one simple lead that you just recently generated from either a cold call, a direct mail, a Facebook ad, Google ad, maybe you did driving for dollars, and you're going to turn that lead into a deal by just applying different techniques, different uh, systems, um, and increasing that by a few tiny percentage adding technology that is going to make things, processes more effective, more efficient. Um, so we're going to talk about that here today with uh, my man, Carlos Zamora. I have you here, man, in the podcast. It's been a long time uh, since we've talked about being in a podcast like this. Um, just being able to show what you've been working in the background. Um, you 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 have your own podcast episodes. You have your own series you bring in wholesalers and you bring in, you put everyone in spotlight, mm -hmm. but I want to put you in the spotlight and put the company that you partner up with that you have co-owned for a long period of time. Um, you guys are doing great things. First, you guys recently got um, partnered. You, you you went into a partnership with Carrot, mm -hmm. Carrot.com. Um, to me, that was a huge partnership because someone that literally focuses on lead generation side organic lead generation or whatever paid lead generation and also is a technology company uh, and now they are basically partnering up with you guys which you guys are a lead conversion company where you guys help with lead management lead follow-up lead nurture lead conversion uh, so this is exactly what real estate investors and wholesalers need right um, but let's let's go back to your to your story um, as you guys were developing this this idea, at least 
or in the baby stages of developing the tech of the SaaS, um, first, a startup is not easy, mm-hmm. right? Super, super hard. I've been devouring Y Combinator stuff. And it seems like, so all these Y Combinator people from Stanford University, they all tell, this is hard. They all say, having a startup, especially a SaaS software, is hard as AF, right? Getting your first users is super hard, but then getting the right users and continue getting users over and over mm-hmm. um, and, and helping the right user through time and, and developing the features. Because at the beginning, you start with a minimal viable product. Um, helping someone in a very simple way to, 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 ha- to actually do the end result that you want in a, many, in a, in a minimal viable way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys started that way. Like, uh, just tell me more about you starting in before Investor Fuse, before you ever got into the tech side. What were you doing? Who were you? You're just uh, randomly decided to do tech. How was that? Yeah, man. Well, first, thank you so much for having you having me on. It was awesome coming over here the first time a couple of weeks ago. I saw the studio, was very, very impressed. Oreo was very friendly as well. Um, a lot to unpack there. Before I go into how I got started in this really quick, it sounds a little cliche, but yeah, you mentioned the partnership with Carrot. They acquired us. And talking about how companies are successful, I learned something every single time I, I've seen Trevor in person since we first met in like 2016, 2017. And really their whole core foundation, which is why I think that they're so successful. You obviously have to have a product that works and people love it, but they really focus on helping real estate investors build companies of impact and freedom where they're able to make enough money, have enough wealth abundance, where they're able to help the world or help whatever cause they want. And they also have freedom. Like they get to live life on their terms. They can take their dog for a walk. They can do whatever they have time and freedom. So I think that's like the most important thing. And then another thing that we took away, which we'll talk about the retreat where I saw their team is a guiding principle. And if you're a fan of like Ray Dalio's book, like principles or the new one that he came out with, it's kind of painting a a bleaker picture about the economy. Everybody has their own guiding principles of like how they live life, like how to make decisions on like the decision tree. So theirs, this is like a second point of why they're so successful and why we try to align with them so well is you always want to do what's best for the customer. When you're any, making any type of internal decision, I feel like you're the same way with your businesses. Like when you're brainstorming, thinking of th- thinking of different paths, things can go down. Try to think about like what is best, absolutely best for your customer. See if that's possible. And if it is, go through. If it's not exactly possible, make a tweak to make it as close as possible to that, th- that reality. So I wanted to start there and we can expand on that more. Yeah. But uh, that was one of the main reasons that I think Carrot acquired us because we had similar values, beliefs, the products fit together. Like you said, you're in both areas of lead generation, lead conversion. It was like a perfect partnership. Um, how I started in real estate. So I'll make it the the shorter version. So I started wholesaling my first job after college with a friend, my uh, now brother-in-law's bandmate. He played in a rock band. And it was this guy I heard about that was flipping houses like virtually, but he played in a rock band. He played 180 shows a year out of a van but was flipping houses in Baltimore. I didn't know exactly what that was. Like I grew up just thinking like I grew up in Hartford County, like suburbs, Baltimore. And I grew up in a neighborhood where similar values, beliefs, very um, not laid back approach to life. But I think we both had similarities in what we thought was important in life. Same things, freedom and helping people at the end of the day and creating impact. 
So started wholesaling with him in Baltimore. Coincidentally enough, we had a carrot site. The last year that we did it, we were exclusively doing PPC with AdWords nerds to a carrot site and then just re-engaging existing leads with ringless voicemails. And this was probably like 2015-ish range. So not uh-huh. super popular at all. We were doing, um, I forget the site, but it's still a site that people use today for ringless voicemails. But that's all we were doing, PPC with AdWords and ringless voicemails. And we got such good results doing that. Um, but wholesaled and Dan, as I was kind of learning the entrepreneurial space, which is so omnipresent and, and everywhere now, which is amazing. Before I kind of knew that, I just started, got out of college. I was working with this guy and investor views came to be because Dan Schwartz, we had a Podio set up, a Podio CRM for a wholesaling business. And he, every single night, was tweaking and adding automations to that thing every single night. And I would be, it would be late at night, it'd be 10, 11 o'clock, and I would look at my phone and there was 50 different things Dan tweaked in the space. I'd wake up the next morning until like five o'clock in the morning because he would do it, he would put in work after his rock shows. Five o'clock in the morning, he was tweaking stuff on Podio. And at first I was like, man, this guy's kind of crazy. Like he's literally just doing these little, little tweaks in our Podio every seven days a week, whether he's playing a rock show or not. To speed up, he ended up putting free videos on YouTube, like tutorials, like just trying to be helpful. Again, just being like a a vessel of like helping people genuinely. He was putting videos on YouTube, like how to, how to integrate texting into your Podio, like a free Podio setup, Um, how to connect things with Zapier webhooks, like how to do all these random things, how to send offers. Um, And then he started getting enough demand that people were like, Hey, can I just pay you to build this for me? So he made an original version with Joe McCall called Real Automation. I listened to your podcast with Joe McCall. That was a good one a few months ago. Um, and then he ended up building, which is SaaS, Software as a Service, InvestorFuse. Yeah. So he built InvestorFuse. He found John, our current CEO, one of my favorite people in the world. He found him on YouTube because John was doing consulting, I believe, private consulting for real estate investors, some top people still in the space today. He was just doing one-off consulting with them. Dan, cold approached, cold emailed, cold texted, cold called, I don't know what, but he talked to John. He's like, hey, we should team up and we should just make a SaaS, essentially a SaaS, in other words, a SaaS product, which is turnkey for real estate investors because you know this, we have the same clients. Like Our clients should not be messing around with Podio and CRMs and coding and a lot of times not even learning marketing unless their skill set is marketing. They should outsource that. Um, Hessel Media plug, but um, they ended up partnering up and then Dan asked me about a month after the company launched investor fuse is like they launched February, 2016. So seven years ago this month, actually, which is crazy. He was like, Hey, Carlos, would you be interested in getting on video calls? He asked to bring me on as an equity partner and very, very grateful and blessed for that amazing opportunity. Something I talk, I've talked about on other podcasts, like, but how do you earn that? Like you were just part of, you luckily got there or like you, you should have earned that spot somehow. Yeah, I think it was the commitment to doing it full-time, to joining full-time because it was still a beginning company. I mean, right at yeah. the beginning. I don't know how many clients, maybe maybe around 50, 50, 100. 50 users? Yeah, around around uh, um, around um the webinar time. Mostly SaaS um, or also consulting as well. No, so this was all real estate wholesalers using mm-hmm. InvestorFuse CRM. But yeah. they offered me to be a partner in the company, like equity in the company, because I started off just doing it part time. Like I was doing wholesaling and then investor fuse part time. And it was just a 12 out of 10 fit as far as building rapport, working with individual companies and relationship building, and really just being like a consultant and just yeah. genuinely helpful. That's something that gives, gives me energy. 
like that gave me a lot more energy than going to seller lead appointments yeah. in Baltimore, like negotiating a seller that's in a distressed situation, like down to the bone. And it's like a one-off transaction. Yeah. I was good. I was good at it, but the investor fuse and working with companies and checking in and just, again, I, I love a few principles, 80, 20 principle, but I also love the compound effect, like little things done so many times that save you either time, money, energy. That's so much what automation is with a CRM, with a podium. 100%. It's like little tweaks that it might save you five seconds. But if you do that 30 times a day and thousands of times a year, like that's just going to help you. And you can I love keep it. styling those on. So finding those things was interesting to me in the software and the automation was, was interesting to me. Um, mindset, subconscious mind stuff before I got into real estate, like I read Think and Grow Rich in a college, my last year of college. And I was in love with the principle or the chapter on auto suggestion, which is essentially how you can intentionally program your subconscious mind to act a certain way, essentially change your behavior, thought patterns, everything. And that in a sense is self-automation. So it's interesting and funny to me that I end up getting professionally in a business that talks about automating your software, your real estate, your sales processes, but mainly and most importantly, I love like self-automation, like understanding yeah. how your mind works and programming it to a way that benefits you. At the end of the day, technology is inserted in any, um, say, in a company or in an industry to decrease inefficiencies. Mm -hmm. uh, to decrease inefficiencies that are happening between, there's a gap somewhere between currently where you are and where someone want to be and insert technology to kind of shorten that gap as fast as possible, as efficient as possible, as convenient as possible. Mm -hmm. um, essentially, you guys took a uh, platform that already existed, which is Ugly Podio. Mm -hmm. And I call it Ugly Podio because there's no other term. <laughs> People still using it, but like I'm like, Ugh, I just cringe every single time. It. And thank God you guys actually built um, Investor Fuse 2.0, which is now the Investor Fuse revolution. Because three it's three now, yeah. It's three. There you go. Because now it's its own platform, right? So now you build code behind it, your own code, instead of relying on Podio and so many other limitations. Mm -hmm. So um, you guys essentially started by building on top of Podio, kind of like what Carrot did, like which is basically it uses a lot of fundamentals from WordPress. Yeah, probably similar. Yeah, yeah similar. Um, but now you guys are taking it to to developing your own stuff, having your own developers uh, work on, on your own stuff. And I've seen the progress through time. Um, and I, I guess one of the biggest things that I really like to ask uh, tech company owners uh, when they work on this stuff, first, you had 50 users at that time when you got equity in the company, you were super committed about it, right? Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, 50 users is not too much, right? Mm -hmm. But you went all in. Like you went all in into it. And I did, was it, was it like a low ticket, high ticket? Yeah. And, and I can't remember the exact number to be honest, but I believe most of the stuff that we like the most of the time that we got started or the kind of the strategy was webinars where it's mm -hmm. like selling like one to many. Um, and there still is, there still is some today. I think we're going to have a webinar just, just more so showcasing a specific feature, smart dialer integrating, where you can essentially put your overdue and do today actions into a calling campaign to take your follow-up time to about 33% of what it would take single line. Um, but yeah, don't know the exact number. And then the price plan then was 197. I can't remember if there was a setup fee. We've changed prices as most software companies should. I forget the time frame what, that the metric is for SaaS, but 
I think they say that you should change your pricing maybe every like nine to six, like nine to 18 months or something like that. Mm -hmm. You should be adjusting or testing different stuff with your pricing to see like how the market adjusts or if that's more favorable to the market. But I think it was 197 starting off, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Did you uh, study any book or any other like tech SaaS co-founder or any other tech company in order to keep improving your current product? your current tech? Yeah. So for me, just to clarify for everybody out there listening, appreciate the audience here. Um, I am the farthest person from being the tech guy in the company. Like I'm all marketing brand, mainly sales, sales, marketing brand, brand, customer success relationship. So um, tech, as far as like reading, coding, other stuff like that, I don't. Books I've read or at least went through specific chapters um, behind the cloud. Mark Benioff, the Salesforce book, billion dollar company. Right now, I'm reading Predictable Revenue, which is about growing outbound sales via emailing, like yep. personalized emailing book. You may have heard of that. Um, a bunch. Obviously, Awesome is a book on positioning and branding, which is something we could talk about for sure. Um, we can actually, that'd be a good conversation for both of our companies, how we're positioned in the marketplace, because there are other people that provide, you know, either virtual staff hiring lead generation services. There's other people that offer CRMs and dip way different definitions of CRMs or at least what they provide. Um, so those three for sure. I'm trying to think of anything else. I think there's another Salesforce one. Um, the Zappos book, Delivering Happiness was a good one. Giftology is one of my favorites. That goes back to me getting a lot of energy from relationship building and like showing love and appreciation to people via gifting, whether it's a handwritten note, custom glass of wine, Giftology is an amazing, amazing book. And I think the pitch or the tagline there is like generating more revenue through strategic gifting. Mm -hmm. Like who doesn't like who doesn't like that? Like being able to give give love or laughs or something, and you're also making more money and just making the world a better place. Like anything like that fires me up and I I really align with. Yeah. Um, and it also goes so that the gifting theory, um, we have not yet applied it. I've talked about it a lot. <laughs> But I have not yet applied it. Actually, it's part of our projects on the onboarding mechanism that we want to do, give where someone gets onboarded and within days or maybe a week or two, they're receiving a gift, whether it's okay. a handwritten card, whether that's like a welcome package, some sort of like something that, that makes them makes them think that you're part of something out, mm -hmm. like whether it's a community whether that's a something that you believe in, your company believes in, and uh, ultimately that really, really helps with your retention. Amazing. Uh, like, so that's something that we still haven't done, but we know that is something that is 100% like anyone that does services, right? Or whether you're servicing homeowners, cash buyers, whether you're servicing wholesalers, the art of gifting is everyone look looks down upon it like you how do you guys do that how do you guys do the onboarding on the entire investor Dude, thing? there's a book it's either net it's either never lose a customer again or something about the hundred day journey because i believe it's SaaS and potentially other industries where it talks about like that's the that the first 100 days like that's where you get to win your your customers 
So, dude, we've done so many things of this. And I was just laughing because I was thinking about the Bad Bunny tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yes. That's, dude, that's, you, that's maybe my first gift you, I You uh, definitely did, did gave, gave me. This guy that. gave me Bad Bunny, which, by the way, Bad Bunny, he's not the best singer in the world. He's just the best marketer that ever existed in the Latin American music. Anyways. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, that's funny. And you have you picked up the tab for the comedy tickets tonight. So it's it's kind of fun too. And that's that's one of my biggest goals this year that I've had mental blocks or like something that I keep delegating is building out a personal CRM because I love it that much. And my professional life and personal life is so integrated that so many of my friends are, if I'm doing a little little Venn diagram here, so many of my friends are, you know, real estate people like Esteban. We hung out like a couple weeks ago, hang out when we can. But um no, it's huge because at the very foundation of it, like people, people like gifts. People are just like, like to feel good. They're emotion feeling being. So you can learn a strategic way of doing it. That's ge- that's genuine. Of course, it's not like you're, I'm just giving you bad bunny tickets so that you'll have me on a podcast and take me to a comedy show and walking around with Oreo and stuff. But we've done so many different ways. I would highly recommend the book. I can't remember. I think it's never lose a customer again. That goes through the ideal, like onboarding and first hundred days. And so much of it is that is different things that you can do. Some principles really overlap from giftology being like creative, something that's personalized, something that's top of class, like this microphone. If you were to give someone like a microphone, like a nice sure mic instead of a, a cheap little dinky one. Um, and I don't he's, know. He's trying to tell me something, by the way, guys. No, this is a, this is a nice mic. No, he's trying. He's trying to tell no, me this that. is a nice mic. No, he's trying to tell me that not I should all. give you a, a sure mic. Oh, <laughs> no, I was not NLP in you. That'd be a good sales tactic though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those principles from giftology are good. Like making it a, which that book actually suggests not doing like birthdays, holidays, yeah, yeah. which is another good principle. Cause it's like, that's when everybody is getting stuff and they're getting like food. People might be trying to lose weight. So it's like, just, just very thinking and get creative with this guys. Like understand your clients, understand your customers and just try to genuinely think like what they might love, mm-hmm. like what they might love. So we've done a ton of stuff like this onboarding handwritten notes. We've had automated before which is really cool. Um, shirts. We actually just got new shirts. I'll get you an investor fuse shirt and get you uh, promoting investor fuse here soon enough in 2023. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a, a perfect basis to start off. You as a marketing guy, one of the most enlightening presentations that we saw was from a non-real estate guy that, that paints a perfect picture of this. It was Frank Kern yes. at, at a Kent Clothier event. Love that. In Love San that, Diego. dude. He's, he's my original mentor of marketing. Love that. So he's at an event in San Diego, a scale and escape event, Ken Clothier's event. It's like 2017-ish maybe. And he gets on stage like genuinely asking, like, how do you make, like, break it down to me. Like, how do you make money in wholesaling? Like, let's reverse engineering it. So it's like you're at the title company and an end buyer gets an assignment contract, like someone's assigning him a property. So he goes through the whole thing and draws it with like little, almost like lucid chart, like little squares. Yeah. And he's like, okay. So he's like, what percentage of people? So like for this example, I'll go, he goes, what percentage of people when you schedule a seller lead appointment show up to the appointment? And I forget the percentage, but it was, it was significant enough where like, you know, not everybody showed up. And then he's like, okay, how many of you have your offer accepted while you're at the appointment? And it was a a smaller percentage. And he was like, how many of you are able to, to even get a hold of the seller after a offer gets rejected while you're at an, an appointment. And it was like a pretty low number. So he starts thinking of ideas. He goes, well, 
why don't you spend like 15, 20 bucks and bring like cookies, bring like a credibility kit to establish that you're like an authority in the space and they're lo- maybe a update on their local market, stuff that's printed out and like a thank you letter. And you just leave that at their place and see what happens to your things. So he starts dropping like random gens from that. And I saw somebody post today, actually, like, I think it was Mike Ambright. He was like, some of the best ideas that you get are from outside of your industry. 100%. So Frank Kern dropped like some of that, which is like giftology. And even some of the first, like when you talk to them, you send them like something nice or you do active listening where if you're on a lot of the times, guys, you guys are dealing with sellers that either the sellers in a distress situation, the property itself is in a distress situation or both are in a distress situation. So if you actually just have like a genuinely good heart, which is like, you're not as amazing as this podcast is, podcast is it's hard to just have that listening to this live but if you work on your own character and and kind of connect to a a deeper purpose too or find your purpose and you just do active listening the seller is going to give you something that you can creatively help them on to like make their day better or make them happier and it doesn't have to be anything crazy money wise you don't have to buy them bad bunny tickets or heat tickets or anything crazy like that like just get them something something small even if that's bringing up on the next conversation having a good crm and having good sops of your team using the crm so you can say, oh man, this, this guy's dad, you know, he just got diagnosed with cancer a couple of weeks ago. He doesn't really want to think about selling the house right now. He said, follow up in, you know, after Easter or whatever. That's huge to have that communication at bare bones. That should be mentioned with like genuine empathy and like caring when you talk to them next. If you want to send them a handwritten note, maybe some flowers, you find out something they like that investment. And, I'm, and it's good to think creatively. Obviously it is an investment and it's not like going to close hundred percent of deals. But same thing, compound effect or law of large numbers. If you were to repeat that like a thousand times over, it's going to be way higher than if you don't do that or if you don't kind of have that mindset or come from that place. Yeah. So the hundred days of your client experience yeah. after you essentially get them on board. Um, well, let's. Let, I, I like to think that, for example, like wholesalers can do it both with homeowners, but also with cash buyers. I mean, uh, if you think about it, uh, people just have lists there and they're just sitting there and then someone, when the deal comes in, they just blast it, mm-hmm. but they don't put a thought process. Like uh, they don't put a thought process for their cash buyer or really a thought process for, for the homeowners that they have that, that are in their pipeline. And, um, and uh, at the end of the day, it's a high ticket product. Like you, you, you depend on, on, on volume in terms of like how many users you're going to get and like, amount of users are going to continue over time so that so that you have a long a lot of users forever for a long period of time that user product but homeowner uh, sorry wholesalers they use they sell one sometimes one-off mm-hmm. homes that a ho- homeowner has but it's a high ticket product essentially uh because a home it's worth a lot and when the assignment fee comes in it's more than ten thousand that's a hundred percent high ticket so what if you do an investment of first of all when a lead comes in having a great follow-up process so that the homeowner feels that you are actually providing a service fast efficient something that it feels that hey it's it's a professional company that definitely uh says does what whatever they say they are attentive they're on top of mind they are they're absolutely touching base with them uh getting on the phone with them and trying to actually find solution but not only that continuously doing that over time until the deal's done. Once the deal's done, 
you don't know if the homeowner is going to also refer you or give you a great review or also great testimonial case study whatever so what if what when you sign a contract you also need to exactly that have that onboarding experience you're onboarding to your company essentially so give them a gift uh send them send them a gift that hey you, you just recently like did a, a very huge investment on us because you believe that we we're going to be the, the right person to help you with the home. Um, here's this for you, right? Or I'm going to help you with this problem that you had. Maybe maybe it was like, I don't know, transportation. Maybe it was like finding a car to rent, move to another place. Maybe it was uh, moving expenses or whatever, right? Give them the gift, present to them. You know, bring them to the title company or something. Give them, give them something feel, feel special, so that you, as when you close, you they it, first of all they don't have any seller's remorse, um, and they don't back up or something happens. But you also will have referrals coming in right from them. They'll be willing to give you a case study video yeah. or like a video testimonial. They'll be willing to give you a Google review, right, so that it helps you with, uh, with your organic marketing. Um, and maybe they have other homes or maybe they'll have like people that also have other homes and they'll be able to like refer you over time and you set compound, right? But also uh, the cash buyers. Mm -hmm. uh, when you get a cash buyer and you know that this cash buyer is, is going to be your customer, when they buy a deal from you or the first deal or you know that this cash buyer is like, like really qualified, Send them a credibility package. Send them a gift. Like uh, there, there is like this handwritten automatic app that you can actually do a Zapier and automate it mm -hmm. where it's handwritten. Be like, hey, you just recently became a cash buyer that has, I don't know, X amount of X amount of uh, cash sitting in there. And you, you're looking, you already have a huge portfolio. You're in my VIP list. You actually are actively looking. You're opening every single uh email you're clicking every single link um and like send them like a gift and like keep them top of mind that way but like this this wholesaler just recently sent me something real cool and that means that he means business and when they close the deal um send them a gift mm -hmm. right when they when they, they buy a deal from you send them a freaking gift so, you, so you're gonna like keep them forever is that relationship building because like wholesalers have the job of the acquisitions and dispositions in the, in the front. I mean, it's not an easy task to understand, but like it's, it's, it's really basic comprehension that you generate leads in both sides, right? hundred percent. Nurture in both sides, convert. hundred percent. Some of it is, is when you're signing up for a product or working with a, a person, some of it is, you know, establishing that you're there for the long term and establishing that you genuinely care, stuff like that, gifting. Some of it's eliminating buyer's remorse though, too. And you could have buyer's remorse like with anything, like if we go get Chipotle after this and the guac looks like really old when we open it up, I'm like, man, this does not look good. So you get to do things like even sending auto something as simple as us working with us, like sending an automated receipt, like, Hey, we just charge your card. This you're going to get charged this next date. Just even like automations like that when you're buying something is good for eliminating buyer's remorse. And that's something good to think about or have top of mind as well is you want to make sure like as early as possible, they don't have any buyer's remorse, like second thoughts, like, ah, man, you know what? I'm, I'm I actually don't want to do any inbound marketing, man. I, I just want to do cold calling, like just things to do that. And that's the smallest first automated thing is like a receipt of billing or like an email that says, Hey, thanks for working with us. Here's the next steps. 
just clarity on what they're going to do next, what likes to work, like what it's like to work with you moving forward. Um, one of my favorite giftology, if you follow any of you guys follow Mark Evans, absolutely amazing. You need to get him on the podcast if you haven't interviewed him already. Um, he's down here part of the year, but um, he sends his cash buyers money trees as a gift. Money like trees? A, yeah, like a, like a little plant, like not like these snake plants, but like a, a money tree for like the office. Yeah, and a note that's the that's, anaconda right there. Oh, is that an anaconda? No. <laughs> I was going to say it looks like a snake plant. Um, but he sends them money trees and like a nice handwritten note that's like, hey, looking forward to working with you. Like we're going to make so much money together. And I absolutely, absolutely love that. Because just it's just understanding like it's a such a super small percentage. Maybe it's not as fun for some people. Or they don't get as much energy from it like as me or, or Esteban. But it's just a, um, it literally is a strategic way to get more revenue if you want to get to, to the the basis of it huge because those people are going to be happy if that costs x amount of money but it helps you helps you get one more deal sold like it probably pays for itself 10 100 times over okay so when you were in, in the early stages when you guys were essentially building on top of podio mm -hmm. what were the main few uh what were the main few challenges that like a wholesaler has that you wanted to solve uh, as a tech company Really just capturing leads. So we'll start with the top of our product. So InvestorFuse starts by connecting with marketing tools and marketing services. Whether you have a direct subscription to your own texting tool or cold calling tool, if you work with an agency that's delivering you leads, that's where our process starts. So investors simply or wholesalers, simply like if we're kind of starting from a, a lucid chart here at top of map, was just getting all their leads in one place. And I think when we started, a lot of people definitely were doing direct mail. Direct mail definitely seemed to be more popular. That's what we did when we were wholesaling, starting off bandit signs. That's how I did my first deal, bandit signs and direct mail starting off. So these people were like, you know, essentially becoming small businesses, getting a phone system like CallRail. They would see a call coming in if they, if they were like tech savvy enough, which a lot of them are, but they, they really shouldn't be doing it. So it could be a little discombobulated when you have multiple tracking numbers. Maybe you have a website. Maybe you're, you're doing anything um, and just managing, capturing all those leads and managing them in one place. Maybe you had a website and you kind of just kept your leads just in there, the information or working out of your email inbox. Gosh, that's that's hard to see. Um, so you might be working out of callrail.com or your email inbox. Sly Broadcast was the company that we use and people still use for, for ringless voicemail. So kind of just consolidating all your leads captured. So I'm looking at this HDMI plug right here that we have in the the Hessel studios here. That's exactly what investor fuse is. If we get a shot of that. All those are your different marketings that's plugged into one central hub. That's exactly where we start. So helping real estate investors do that. And then you move down your sales process, which is essentially just following up with sellers. When you tell them that you're going to follow up with them, if you don't hear from them, everybody has their own preference, their own SOPs of when they're going to do it. Some people have a preference of like, they're like, Hey, take me off your list. Some people are like, boom, no problem. I'll take you off my list, take you out of my CRM, mark you as dead, whatever. Some people double down on it. Yeah. But we put you in a position to manage all that. Capture all your leads. You don't have to set up any marketing stuff. You put in your team in a position to, you can either do the leads, follow up yourself or the lead intake or put your team in a position to do so. Um, and then manage your manual actions, like manual follow-up calls. And then also put automations in place, drip campaigns that we call sequences which are text, email, ringless voicemail, and postcard follow-ups that you can do to sellers. You can do postcards? Yeah, we just added that into the new version maybe a month ago with Print Genie. Print Genie. Mm -hmm. 
So can you call within your CRM, within your SaaS? Yeah, with smartphone. So Okay, so it's integrated with smartphone. Fully integrated with smartphone, and we're just rolling out an integration with Smart Dialer that I mentioned towards the beginning of this episode where you're able to load in all your manual follow-up calls that are overdue and due today and put them into a calling queue. And you can customize almost like a decision tree in Smart Dialer and Investor Fuse. What happens if the person doesn't answer? Like it'll just assign another follow-up for later today or tomorrow. Um, if they do answer, we typically recommend leaving it alone. And then whoever's in the system can go in and choose what it is, whatever they want to do next and offer, seller appointment, follow up in three months, whatever. Um, so yeah, we have that fully integrated phone system now with smartphone and smart dialer. Okay. Um, what else are you guys thinking about like integrating within your SaaS that you know, like wholesalers can literally add couple hundreds hundred couple couple thousand dollars every single year by just making this easier for them like or or literally just remove or add more time in their hands by yeah. just having this more efficient like what what else what is what else are you guys doing yeah some other stuff that we're adding so we had a dev meeting today where we're rolling out weighted round robin where you can essentially so this is for some larger scale teams even some people that you've had like on the podcast before um like nick perry's team some other teams that we're working with for weighted round robin where you can essentially, let's say you have three people doing lead intake. You can, you can essentially choose a ratio. Let's say 10 leads come in. You can set it up where you get five of those leads. I get three of those leads and Oreo gets two of those leads. And mm -hmm. that's going to happen every single 10 leads that come in. So you can have specific for campaign. Um, what else did we go through today? Some, some lead import stuff, which is really just going to help. That's more of a CRM industry in general. CRMs to change to change typically are known as kind of being like a pain or a, at least a pain point for investors. Like they're like, oh, I don't want to change CRMs. So we're taking some measures to make lead importing a lot easier where you can have like the current next action in place with whatever CRM you come from. Easier data. We built um, or we now have two different essentially softwares that read or the software is built on two different platforms that we can essentially handle a lot more data now. So that's not really a problem where we had some limitations with that, where if it was like 5,000, around 5,000, we would start getting slow, 5,000 leads, even though that's a ton of leads. Um, but now we can handle a lot more. And I should know this. I forgot I was just in the dev meeting today, but what else we're going through with the uh, the weighted round robin. But that's something that was cool to see for some of the larger scale teams. So uh, as a tech company, um, like how much of your time, or is it by seasons, but how much of your time you guys are into developing new features and improving the features that you have or like getting feedback from your clients, uh, from your users to, to see what can be developed or what can be improved. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I mean, giftology, never lose a customer in a hundred days. Like it's, it's ever evolving. Like that person hopefully is on a journey with you. Like we've had some people that have been with us the whole time. We've had people that have been with us. They maybe stopped their business. So they tried something else and came back. Um, but we're always leading. And, and as far as being like, We've always been very, very innovative and ahead of the trend, but that a lot of that is because we listen to our customers, our most successful customers, the customers that are using the platform the most, and we simply just build in what they want. And this is the first time ever with our own in-house developers on our own platform that we're able to do it a lot faster. So it, it comes in seasons. It's a really good question. I'm trying to think of how to answer it most efficiently. It comes in seasons where maybe we'll take something and take like an idea and it takes a while to build. Like it's over like a two week stretch to build it or a two week sprint to build it. 
and you have to focus on that. I think something that's cool is we're taking some measures now where we can be a little bit more flexible in getting a specific feature out. Like if we have a top customer that wants a feature, we really just want to be there for them and build that in quick to help serve them as, as soon as possible. So we're taking some internal measures. I don't know the exact technical phrasing of it, but that's something that's like very recent that we're that we're doing. Can I ask you a question? So every single user ultimately is pays you the same amount. No, we have different price plans now. Okay. Yeah, we have different price plans now. All right. So, but if you have like a, a, a client that ultimately uses you a lot mm-hmm. and it gives you a lot of feedback and it's always like giving you, you know, stuff and it, they love it, but you're always getting feedback or how is the relationship with those users? Because um, from what I understand, tech companies... They want to have feedback and NPS scores from um, the best clients that ultimately love your product and will always give you feedback mm-hmm. to how to improve it. Um, or whenever you request, they'll give you the feedback. So how do you how do you currently like um, make sure that you are servicing the the right users and you're not leaving the the users that maybe also have a, a lot, you know, make a lot of money or, you know, have a giant real estate investment company, but they're not the most active yeah. and stuff. Like, how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. So to differentiate, that's a really good question topic to build up. To differentiate that a little bit, some of the features that we are building are specifically for our top tier plan premium. So that's our high ticket plan. It's currently $377 a month, $37.70 for the year. We're also rolling out some concierge onboarding, which is going to be a little bit of a markup in the setup fee, close to a thousand dollar setup fee. But you're going to be working with our team hand in hand, with our CEO hand in hand, and essentially customizing your own workflow and investor views and ramping up the speed of implementation of, of getting to learn it. So to differentiate those two things you're talking about, um, what I was speaking to was premium customers. So top tier customers, top investors in the country finding out features that are going to serve them that we get out that we think is going to help one whole tier plan, the premium team. We have a software in place, product board and one other one, I believe Jira, I'm going to butcher this if anybody on our team is listening to this, product board and Jira, where we have feedback and take requests from every single investor fuse company. And then we're kind of able to see how much of each request is coming and then build our roadmap off of that. Our whole roadmap, everything we build is based off of customer feedback. Some of it is just built for the top tier teams that we just kind of interview and, and work with teams. We also do cu- internal customer interviews too. Um, they don't have to be a top tier customer. And going back to kind of like Podio to building our own platform, the two main reasons, I guess three main reasons were one, we were building a solution on top of another company. Right. So like if they, at the end of the day, and we build like an amazing brand and company and loved it and you know, traveled all across the country, meeting customers and all this stuff. Amazing. Um, but at the end of the day, we weren't on top of our own platform. Podium. Yeah. The second reason was people loved it. And it was like 50 or 60 different apps across three different workspaces when you got an investor fuse podio set up. But at the end of the day, people were like only using 80, 20 principle. They were only using the 20% of apps to actually get them through stuff, seller leads, connecting yeah. all their marketing, which are different apps, offers, appointments, things like that. So we're like, you know what? We could build something a lot more user friendly and easy for like a you know salesperson, uh, a character avatar of a salesperson, myself included, to actually use the CRM. But then third, 
which is this, is just being able to build in to a product what people want a lot faster. Like Podio, you can customize and do different things, Salesforce, other tools like that, but it's uh it's hard to it's hard to customize and and really robust ugly yeah. podio to take Esteban's uh word here. So <laughs> yeah, just a lot more nimble and can build stuff a lot easier. All right. So um are you like within all your users, do you guys are able to track down in total how many contracts are being locked up in yeah. within your entire Yeah, so we're working on some some reporting there. I don't have those numbers if I if I came prepared or maybe on a follow-up episode i can bring some numbers that'd be pretty cool um but yeah we have all that data as far as like closed transactions amount it was crazy for last year i I can't remember off the top of my head but we have that and then what's cool with smartphone is now the talk time Mm. so we can see speed to lead that's one of the kpis we track in minutes how long each person that's doing lead intake you can select whoever you want to see it for how long in minutes it takes them to talk to a lead once they come into investor fuse and then you can see that all the way through closed deals so you can see their talk time, their total talk time in minutes, how many calls they had that were over one minute in talk time, over five minutes, how many inbound calls they took, how many outbound calls they made. All that populates into a scorecard, and you can see that all the recordings drop in from a smartphone. Really, really cool. So based on the your clients that make multi, multiple, multiple, multiple millions uh, doing wholesaling and REI, um, what are those things that they request from you guys that will are helping them like or that have requested that are helping them make more deals that you generate more deals? Yeah. So, I mean, I can touch on the, the weighted round Robin. That's the, the most recent one. That's what? essentially lining up people. It's kind of putting your best closers in place essentially. Cause there's not a CRM in the market that, that has that, that you can just like, it's kind of like built in natively. So we're, we, we were talking in the dev meeting today, like we're extremely excited about that because that would be a, you know, a hefty chunk of change to pay somebody to build it on top of another platform that we're just going to have natively in there. Um, Print Genie, direct mail, that's something that came out about a month ago. I love direct mail, especially here, and I love it as an ancillary piece to online marketing. If you're able to put your website or any type of authority or credibility that they can check out. So even if you're doing digital marketing, you put mail in there. Um I'm trying to think what else. We're also building out buyer stuff. So however we talk about like buyer relationships, things like that. Once we finish this sprint of features that's coming out in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be focusing on transactions and buyer stuff to match our seller side, which has always been our focus. So just being able to put your team in an, in an action-based system like InvestorFuse and just follow up with buyers, put them on sequences, save notes on them, have smartphone integrated so your calls are all tracked. Um, Things like that, because that's kind of how we see the market, just talking to a lot of people where wholesalers have had pretty favorable conditions market-wise the last few years before the last six-ish months or so when stuff started slowing down. So we want our customers to be able to manage relationships with buyers the same way they do with sellers and have it be an ongoing thing. So things like that, I'm thinking off the top of my head. Smart dialer, I've mentioned a couple times on here, but just being able to essentially get through your follow-up calls in a day about 33% of what it typically would take if you're just doing single line click to call with smartphone. Um, that's a lot of them, man. That's so a lot smart, of them. So smart, of. talk to me more about smart dialer. Smart dialer is a, a, a like an in-house build out that you have, right? No, separate product. Okay. Very, very close with them integrated. So if you were to pull up smartphone online, you go to integrations, there's Salesforce, Podio, and InvestorFuse. 
So it's two project management tools or solutions. I guess Salesforce is a CRM, but you know, you customize it. And then just us, which is specifically niche for real estate investors do it, marketing to sellers, doing their own marketing to sellers. Um, so smartphone is a separate company and smart dialer is a product underneath smartphone. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, man. Like, uh, every single time that I see like a wholesaler, for example, using their CRM to cold call or to like do cold SMS, I'm like, just blows my mind. <laughs> and like, I don't, cause like they, they, they just want to, Oh, I want to have this. I want to make sure I do everything in one place. Yeah. And I want to, I don't want to like spend money on, on like all these other things. Like, but what, what, what would you say to those wholesalers that just, uh, why, why are people doing that? Yeah. Like, why are people not like you understanding the concept that your CRM is a place where you consolidate all that data that comes from external sources. Mm -hmm. And why do you think they're, they just, want to like spend money on that CRM so that it does everything. All this cold email, cold email, cold SMS, cold call. I don't get it, man. Yeah. It's a good, good question point to bring up. I, I can't speak too much. I could, I could make my own theory or assumptions that I understand consolidation. It's nice. It's nice to have all your tools in one place. And there are CRMs, a lot of CRMs in the marketplace that position themselves as an all in one solution. Mm -hmm. It's like, come here, You know, we're going to do your meal prep. We're going to clean your house. We're going to do your taxes. We're going to do your accounting. They do all this stuff, but there's a theory that, or there's a perspective that they may, they may not specialize in one thing. So if there's a CRM that does email blasting, it probably could still send email blasts out in bulk. But if you had a specialized tool like MailChimp or ActiveCampaign, there's a chance that the deliverability rate is going to be way higher. You're going to be able to track like open rate, click-through rate, so many other things, but some people like the all in one. Maybe they, they don't need that. Same thing with, you know, you know, marketing too, like, um, or anything really like anything in any industry. There's so many things that try to sell themselves all in one where we would rather specialize in one thing. Like we'd rather focus on capturing your leads and help you follow up with your leads and just seller lead management. And we would rather connect with specialty tools. And part of the way we build our business is to be able to integrate. Let's say, I meet with a company, they're working with Hessel Media, they're doing cold calling, and they're doing TV ads in Miami. Okay, perfect. Talk to our integrations team. We're going to set it up here, set it up here, set it up here. We would rather specialize in our area and then connect with other tools and services that specialize in one thing. Yeah. That's that's what we see as Being better. able so, to focus. And, and cost-wise, like I understand, cost is a thing. I, I a million percent understand that. And maybe we're not going to be a fit for you right out of the gate, even though we have an essential plan that's 147 out of the month. And that's another thing that potentially that we're looking to roll out this year is a lower tier plan to get some of the people that are going to more of like a, a free podio, just so we kind of get them on our ecosystem, get them good habits, good hygiene with lead follow-up. Um, but I get that. It's it's cost is a thing. But Would it be a freemium? No. We don't know. We don't know yet. But that that would be cool. I mean, that would get the most people in, right? If it's, uh, if it's what if it, it's free. a freemium where like they they don't necessarily have all these features that the your regular product has, but a freemium where they can at least organize the list or like at least do uh, tasks. Yeah, that's like the bare bones, just right. just leads and tasks. Yeah, or leads and actions. And yeah. they're gonna be able to see the rest, and then they're gonna be like, oh, I can't, I can't use it. 
and then there's gonna be a button like okay you know what I'm t- it's time for me yeah. to like, well, to get you on some product feedback calls i'd be sure because i haven't really showed you too much under the hood of investor pews but um yeah we're, we're thinking about that stuff as well but yeah i don't know it's it's um all in one versus specialized tools it's it's a uh, you know you could do it people have success with it people have success you know, pen and paper, if you're really resilient enough and you, you put the time and effort in, but Please you're going to have a, you're going to have a lot better don't. quality of life and a way higher chance of success. And really the only, not even a spreadsheet, people. not even a spreadsheet. Yeah, no, a I, I hear you. I'm just trying to make a, a little <laughs> bit of a point, give some people credit, but, but yeah, no, we would rather specialize. We'd rather specialize, focus on one thing and just narrow and focus and go super, super deep on that instead of wide. Like we'd much rather go deep than wide. Yeah. So how do you, how do you see the future of um, uh, technology and follow lead conversion follow up in real estate moving forward? Yeah, that's a good question. So me personally, there's a lot of chat. I mean, we had I think we had Hormozy pulled up before this, um, or no, we were doing Chat GBT before this some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a very very hot ticket item right now is the AI. Um, even a buddy Will Brown of mine, he has a company. He just moved from. I forget where in California, San Francisco, but he is a startup with AI. I think it's magicforms.ai. Really, really cool company. He was experimenting with some stuff in real estate. Now I think he's just doing it more industry agnostic, but that's obviously a hot ticket item. A lot of people are coming up with that. Um, so there's the the idea that that can be written for some of your follow-up sequences. If you want to do that, like, hey, write me a follow-up sequence for probate leads in real estate probate leads in Miami, Florida. Within Investor Fuse. Well, I, I'm saying theory, like where it could go. I don't know specifically if, if we're going to do something like that. Um, within Investor Fuse, man, I mean, it's cutting edge listening to our customers, kind of hearing stuff, staying tuned into other industries. Like I just kind of like watching random stuff, um, picking up ideas, talking to people, having conversations. But I'm saying in general where our industry, like people in our industry are posting. I see posts every single day about chat GBT or AI. So it'd be cool to have some type of element. I don't know where that would go. How are you going to fix the gap where um, a lead comes in late, uh, comes in inbound, mm-hmm. and uh, you want it to, to, to be responded to, to it? I forgot to mention this feature. And like, we're going to have like dinner at the comedy show tonight. I'm going to mention some other features to you. So now to the same team that requested this, we're also, so we have auto responses in the system already. Each way a lead's coming in, you can have a custom text or e- and or email that can include their first name or any custom field that comes in with their information. So right now it goes out simultaneously, maybe a few seconds later. A feature request that we got from a top team is to be able to stagger that touch so it seems a little bit less automated. So if you wanted to wait like three minutes and 43 seconds, for example, do it. Yeah. we could do that. So that's something that, that, and that may even be in, in the next week or two. Um, but yeah, I mean, part of that, that's a good question. So Part of that's feature, but part of that is a big thing in SaaS, just like customer success, which is proactively getting them to use features and consistently, you know, see the values or get them to upgrade if they're on the freemium into a feature. Because like our our essentials plan now doesn't have that feature. You have to go to our pro plan, our most popular plan to get that feature. So that's like a, you know, a thing of SaaS I'm thinking of now. It's like, it's not just building the features, but making sure your customers know about it, almost marketing to your internal customer base, say, hey. You know, if you have a lead come in from Hessel Media, you have a custom text that goes out four minutes and 10 seconds later or, you know, anything like that and go into their account, make sure they're using it, get on a training call with them, have someone on your team yeah. get on a training call with them. The SMS, is it a uh, part of uh, a Twilio integration or smartphone? It's a really good question. I'm, I'm like that we're getting in the tech weeds here. This is about <laughs> like my tech, uh, <laughs> this is about as deep as I go tech-wise. I love it. 
Um, so currently, that's another thing we're rolling out. So currently, it is a Twilio number for the auto responses and the sequences. That's another thing in the next couple of weeks that we're looping in with smartphone and each individual lead manager acquisition can have their own number. So that's something that we're we're building in here. And that yeah. will really iron out the smartphone. I, I see at some point where um so I see I see that, for example, uh everything going happening with ChatGPT and the API of of uh using the API of it, where at some point you can have a seller come in at 8.30 p.m. and there is no one to respond because maybe everyone is at home or 9.30. But you can have the automated text message to the after two minutes respond. Um, maybe even start a conversation that is short that, that ends into sending a booking link to, towards a calendar. Uh, be like, hey, so we have available uh, tomorrow at around 10 a.m. Can I call you at that time? Because it checks the calendar, or it uh, basically it will send the calendar link, uh, so that the seller will ultimately book an appointment with that with the with the closer on the calendar. Um, but the beautiful thing about it is that if if it comes at late at night, and the seller has maybe like a, a human question or follow up question, whatever. There could be like a knowledge base or some sort of feedback that is be being given to this AI that the AI can answer, not deflect, but answer and then uh, move it to where like, hey, tomorrow we can cover it tomorrow at a phone call. And so here, let's book an appointment for tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m. Does that sound good? Or 9 a.m. We'll give you a call um, since everyone is in the office. And... Or perhaps maybe the seller is in an urgent situation and it sends a notice of human needed, human needed, human needed. Yeah. Um, and and it's a conversational AI uh, instead of just uh, the templated message. Yeah. So I see that happening because it, um, it humanizes the entire process and potentially increases the conversion. Um, because if you think about it, Google advertising is huge. And you have four ads right in the, the top. Um, how do you differentiate yourself when someone, a seller, is late at night searching for a solution? No one picks up, the, no one calls them at that time, or maybe this automated text message. No one responds to the automated text message. The seller is in an urgent situation, wants to like fix it up, fix that situation as soon as possible. But the AI is going to help you humanize the process and help you build the report before the appointment happened the next day or the phone call happens the next day. So I see that happening and that you could potentially at some point have your, uh, your, uh, your partners integrate chat GPT. Yeah, we could. And that, that was my buddy. I mentioned Will Brown. That was his vision for, so a hundred percent for, I think that's where it's going to happen first. Um, lead qualification, just really human touch. Even if it's nine 30, 11 o'clock at night, the Calendly links I love. I've seen people implementing that, not with AI, but just when they talk to seller, doing Calendly links for either phone calls or appointments. And they've had really good success with that. But my buddy, Will Brown, was trying to build it into InvestorFuse, essentially, with his AI, his own AI, where essentially when you're going down InvestorFuse, the action-based system, like you could choose what you want to do next. It's like, if this, then that. So instead of putting them on a sequence, you could send it to Claire which was his AI at the time. 
and it essentially would start its own seat. Like you would, it would essentially just start an AI conversation with the seller. Um, and it would kind of take like notes it gathered in and kind of know the situation, the mark, the way it came in from marketing, a bunch of different things. And it would essentially just start a, a conversation with them as one of the, the actions. So that was his vision. I, I don't know, man. I think, um, the way technology and thing is coming out, I heard some, I've heard crazy stuff like the last like year or five years, there's been more stuff that's came out in that time period than pretty much like a lot of human existence. <laughs> so I don't know if I was betting like over under on when some of the stuff is going to come on, come out, I'm going to take the under, like, I think it's going to come out sooner than, than people may think. How, how does uh, investor fuse handle no shows with leads for sales calls? Mm -hmm. Uh, Pretty much just an automated email that says, "Hey, we missed you on the demo. Reschedule today." No, I mean, if if a set oh, if a seller, products. my bad. I thought you were talking. I'm in my <laughs> now. I'm in like my sales mode, thinking about in us if, selling investors. If the if the seller doesn't show up, yeah. So it's so it's per, love that question. It's personal preference of the the operator, but what I typically recommend is a sequence. So you want to ha have somebody in the office actually physically call them. That's always going to be the best form of follow up. Some type of physical call. But I like a like ghosted appointment sequence where it's like, hey, this is Carlos. Hey, can pull their first name. Hey, Oreo, miss you at the property today. Want to make sure we're still on. Can you give me a call real quick? Maybe that right away. And then you can be a little bit aggressive if it's a missed appointment, like they ghost you don't hear back from. You can email, text them, ring this voicemail every day, whatever your preference is. But that's what I would suggest, putting them on some type of sequence in addition to following up with them manually. Can you can you put... Um... Um, can you put memes? Like, can you send a meme? No, not yet. I think that's a feature request to put. Uh, I think we can put images. I'm not sure about memes. That's a good question. Well, I, a meme is an image. Image. And yeah, or an attachment. I forget what we can put in. Maybe I'm thinking email. I'll have to see. But we've had we have got. There's some funny memes like that. that will let will let people like kind of respond. Be like, hey, that's funny. Or right, right. Well, there's a few things that you could do um, to kind of like show that it's not automation, even if it is. Like you can send a uh, typo. Another AI guy I was talking to a year or two ago. Um, you can send like a typo in the first message and then have the correct word with an asterisk, like send like a minute after. So it's like, oh, this person actually like corrected their their text and then emojis. Yeah, emojis. Mm. Um, and uh, what about lead reactivation? Resurfacing is huge, huge, huge feature. So resurfacing in investor views is essentially the ability to customize different reasons that you would mark a lead as dead for ghosted, for example. If that same seller, you just never got a hold of them after they ghost you an appointment. You could customize the amount of days that lead goes out of your active pipeline and then goes into a specific group to essentially get assigned to like a follow-up specialist that's touching like old leads. Um, X amount of days whenever you mark that lead dead. So it's sticking with that same appointment. If you if this person just ghosted you on an appointment and you never heard of them, you could mark it as dead, ghosted on appointment. It goes underground, you mark it resurfaced, and it comes back in 90 days and goes to your follow-up specialist. And that's just part of their calling queue. That could be their individual one-off calls. That could go into their smart dialer follow-up calls for the day. And uh, would it be, so this resurfacing would it be, SMS campaigns too, or, or just uh, uh, follow-up specialists will call manually? You could you could choose. Um, so sequences would more so be the automated text message. It's a good thing to delineate there. The sequences are pretty much like a, a drip campaign that you're putting right. somebody on. You get notified when they respond, everything like that, really cool. The resurfacing is more so for your manual 
actions like man- manually calling them or the cold, uh, smart dialer click to call, but you're pretty much taking them out of your active pipeline. So it's like not right in your face, looking at your leads on a day to basis. And you can have that customized any amount of days. It could be 60 days, 30 days, 90 days, anything like that. Would you recommend uh, doing reactivation with only phone calls or like maybe emails to text messages? Well, that's the cool thing is, um, I guess I could clarify there. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point to bring up. So once they're resurfaced, that's just a lead that you're working for that day. You could call them, you could text them, you can email them, you can do whatever you want. You could send them a postcard if you want. You could do anything. So I mean, phone call typically is the best. Sometimes if it's a lead, though, um, you know, email is nice. But sometimes if it's a direct mail lead, you might not have their email address yet. So you might have sequences that are filled with like email copying them, but uh, you might not have their email address. So communicating with them however you can maybe potentially how they communicated with you previously like if they never answered any phone calls but they were texting with you a bunch maybe you consider that so you recommend um every single wholesaler to ask for the seller's email when they get on the phone yeah Yeah, do you have a in um intake forms within within podio so that you can update their contact information not in podio in, Sorry, no audio in, investor in, in fees. Fees, and we you can have what's called different opportunity forms. So if it's like different asset classes or maybe more so different exit strategies, you can essentially customize your forms and we can make we make custom web forms for our clients too. Okay. Mm-hmm. And can they customize them themselves or you Yeah, have... they can add custom fields, but we can we and typically it's like we'll just do it for you. Really? So it's easier, yeah. Really? So like if someone is just ah, I don't want to do my own form, yeah, then you will come in the back end and be like, oh, what do you need? Especially for capturing leads. Like if you're outsourcing your cold calling, for example, and the cold calling company just wants to have a web form for you, we'll customize it for you. Okay. You so need to let us know what's on it, but we'll customize it for you. Okay. So it's a, it's a really white glove. Like it's, it, I mean. Very white glove. Yeah. That's awesome. Even the base setup. Um, and that goes back to the discussion we were having about giftology, which is just like human relationships 101. Um, relationship building, rapport building, buyer's remorse, all that stuff. Because, And we're also putting them in the best chance to succeed. Like, re- we realize that they're not, like, they shouldn't be doing that. Like, real estate is challenging enough. You shouldn't be going in and tweaking Podio or tweaking forms, maybe a little bit, like the bare bones. But with us, we really do a good job of white glove service, and we're always improving how's, the process. Um, how's Investor Refuse uh, current team right now? What, how, how does it look like? Yeah, so I mean, there's a mix of... Our, so our US-based team is me, John, and Rachel. So John's our CEO. He's a product CEO. So he's very good with development, building stuff. I mean, he does a ton, he does a ton like, of stuff. He basically is the CTO, right? He was the former CTO, yeah. Okay. So he comes from that, that background. Um, Rachel, who's technically like project manager, but she does some financial stuff. She oversees a lot of support stuff, a lot of customer success stuff. And then me, I'm in sales, marketing, brands, customer success, kind of do a little bit of everything. And then we have a support, essentially support team that helps with like inbound chat. So if you're inside like investorfuse.com or if you're inside like using the system, we have a live chat that you talk to our team live under five minute response time, KPI on average. And, um, They'll solve stuff, they'll fix stuff, integrate tools, work with our developers to relay them messages, what to build, what to fix. And then customer success as well, which is different from customer support. That's who's like training you to use the system, checking in on you, how you're using it, 
we're actually launching a thing, um, a new program, TurboFuse. If you're familiar, are you familiar with Jingle All the Way? Where Arnold Schwarzenegger is that guy, Turbo Man? Yeah, that's Turbo the GIF. Man. That's the you probably have seen the GIF. It's popular GIFs, but we're using that in all the email promotion for it, which <laughs> is funny. Um, but that's essentially even more white glove customer success, where we're gonna meet with all our top tier teams, like the premium scale plan teams, and just go through a game plan. Like, where can we help you? Either setting benchmark KPIs wise and investor views, um, connecting you with somebody in your market that we might have access to, pretty much just meeting with them and then proactively putting it's like it's like a QBR, except for wholesalers, quarterly business reviews. So we meet with them and then we put essentially check-in calls every quarter. So every three months with them, we put it on their calendar for the entire year. So we're doing that for uh premium customers and then our middle tier annual customers. And that's it for right now. And the developers? The developers aren't on those calls. Um, we have developers in our company, yet, but they're not on those calls. Like they get- But what really does that look like? Are they Brazilian? They're yeah, like- Yeah, too. Uh, Armenian. Armenian? Yeah. Europeans, East, like the Balkan area, all that area, like Serbia and stuff like that. Uh, Ukraine, they have really great yeah. people. Like really great, like smart developers, coders, programmers. Yeah designers yeah have you had adam nasir on the show yet what's that have you had adam nasir on the show adam smarter Mark. contact see no, yeah you should talk to him about that he does a lot of good um things shout out adam nasir he does a lot of good things for ukraine and hiring people over there oh yeah i love that man mm -hmm. there's actually a city he's called... met like andrew tate he's like, like andrew dinner... tate no no he's met andrew tate like oh, had dinner gotcha. with andrew tate like in romania he's he lives like all over there but he's originally from tampa area i want to say Nice. Yeah, you got to connect me with him. For sure. Um, yeah, man, this is huge. Uh, last thing, uh, we I, I don't want to take too much of your time and we got to go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, how do you guys handle... So how do you guys help investors and wholesalers with their KPIs and visualization? Yeah, so we make it easy. And that's one thing that we're launching with TurboFuse where we want to like proactively, before they're even using the platform. So we're doing it with existing customers and new ones where... Before they even step foot in InvestorFuse, we want to know what KPIs that they want to hit. And we reverse engineer their revenue, like how much gross revenue they want to make, um, net profits they want to take home. Ideally, what it would look what would it look like cost per deal or your marketing? So, Some so people what, aren't going to have that. What will be, what'll be like the, the, the KPIs that they must be tracking? Because a lot of people don't know it, not even know what to track. So what? Yeah. So the ones, and I love it because they're, they're an InvestorFuse. So there's marketing and sales ones. So the marketing ones are really just understanding basically how efficient one marketing channel is versus the other. You can understand like cost per lead, direct mail campaign versus PPC, cost per deal for the same campaigns, um, and then how much money you're making total from each of those. Um, and then on the sales side, it's more so just how many total leads you're getting, how many offers you're making. Like that's the one thing to me, like that's the biggest thing that's going to move the needle. Like you have to be making offers. Like you have to put your foot on the gas pedal to actually go. So it depends where the investor's at. Like some is going to be more savvy, some is more basic, but I think you need to be tracking just how many leads you're getting, how many offers you're making in the world we're living in today where there's like virtual appointments, in-person appointments, which we're seeing a comeback on in-person appointments, which is cool. I like that. Um, but I think you need to be tracking those appointments, offers, a little bit, another step more sophisticated is how many total contracts you're getting and then how many of those are falling out. Like yeah. if you lock up 10 contracts in a month, but you know, half of those fall out if you're more virtual. 
it's a good thing to have in mind. So I think you kind of go up a ladder of how sophisticated you want to get with the KPIs, but basics, leads, appointments, offers. And visually, how how do you help them like see it easy? Like, is it a spreadsheet? Is no, it it's like... right in the right in the campaign section of Investor Views. Whenever I'm showing Investor Views, it's right where I start because that's where our product and service starts connecting with your marketing tools. So. It's right there laid out, everything from profits all the way to follow-up touches you've done to leads from that marketing campaigns. In between that, all the marketing and sales, cost per lead, cost per deal, how much you're spending in marketing, offers, appointments, total contracts. So is it like blocks of dashboards? And No, it's not a dashboard. It's it's kind of like a, like a spreadsheet, I guess, mm -hmm. so to say, where it's just the campaign names here going down, and then it's all those metrics on top going down. Um, so we have that and then we have the phone KPIs or analytics, you could say with smartphone where you could see like talk time, speed to lead, things like that. Okay. And can kind of customize that or what would you right now? It's not customizable, but that's something that we're revamping KPIs. So not customizable, but that's part of that's like intentional because people go crazy on Podio setups, like trying to customize stuff. Instead yeah, of actually yeah. working in their business. Cause you, you, you definitely work with specialized stuff. So for example, you would. You would uh, recommend people to use something like Plecto or Google Data Studio if they want something customized, right? Or, or yeah, data box, things like that. Um, and it's going to be interesting because I think we wouldn't be opposed to, to going out to those tools. Like, again, kind of the specialty thing. Like, hey, if they specialize just in one thing. Um, but I think we're just going to, same thing that we've done is just get feedback from our teams, our, our top tier teams, what type of KPIs they want to have middle tier tees what that looks like and then the you know essential if we end up going to a freemium would be very basic if it ha even has anything um but really just hearing our customers what they want to do and we'll build in for them love it well thank you everyone that uh has been listening so far if you found anything valuable from this there's a lot of nuggets we talked lead conversion we talked nurturing we talked uh user experience uh, we talked like how to retain customers Uh, for a long time a few books that he actually gave and the developments that in technology that should be in the future of real estate lead conversion so uh, if you guys actually enjoyed this um, leave us a review it just takes about 60 seconds remember we're in apple Podcasts, spotify and also youtube so hit that like button and help us just provide more value to people because these are diamond type of players that i bring to this podcast uh man i thank you so much for being here in the podcast and uh Let's freaking go watch some comedy. Love it. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank you.